everybody. You're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right. It's me. Oh my god. I honestly, I have no plan for this episode. I have. (laughs) I have two completely planned episodes. But for whatever reason, I decided to go ahead and make this one. Um, I guess... I honestly, I just, I just wanted to explain why it's been so long since I made an episode. Predictably, I have been having more health problems. Uh, as to whether or not they have anything to do with my hormones, I don't think so, but all I'm gonna say is I switched to sub-Q shots, which I like more, but now I have fucking hematomas, you know what I mean? I seem to be like prone to <laughs> prone to hematomas. And uh if you don't know what a hematoma is, boy I tell you neither did I before I started fucking stabbing myself with these little tiny fucking needles with the sick oily shit. I got hematomas. So I guess maybe maybe I'll call this episode hematoma cuz uh that's basically that's the basically <laughs> I've just been frustrated out of my fucking mind, honestly. Uh I kind of feel like somebody stabbed my brain with a needle and then hit a blood vessel and it's just pooling with blood, you know, and I think that's like a brain hemorrhage, but it's a completely separate issue. But what I'm dealing with here is like, I feel like, and I almost like I'm having an ideological hemorrhage. Like, <laughs> um, uh, ideological hematoma that might be what that might be it kind of feels like that's kind of feels like uh, it kind of feels like what I'm dealing with here I I I, <laughs> I my week started with uh, a notification on my newsfeed that uh, the guy in my trans guy group that made me feel the most uncomfortable that uh, has just like a tremendous amount of problems has been nominated for an award. And I, I just, I don't even know what the award is for. I, I honestly think that he's he's just getting an award for being in a fuck ton of groups. So I, I don't know. Do you you have to join groups to get awards? It seems to be, you know, in my experience, sometimes as somebody who's applied for scholarships and competitions and stuff, sometimes you literally have to join that membership club before you do the thing. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, in a literal sense, there are gauntlets that you do have to subscribe to a fucking club in order to enter them. And... I sometimes feel like I had to subscribe to an ideological club in order to be transgender. Um, and in a way, my whole podcast has been, you know, an exploration of my hematoma. You know what I mean? It's been an exploration of I have this pain, this wound that's been inflicted and it hits something else and there's tons of other problems what's the root source of my problem i don't know 
it seems like the needle that I got stabbed with, you know what I mean? That seems like the, the obvious solution, but, you know, oddly enough, some hematomas, they get so bad you have to drain them. So, the solution to a hematoma is a fucking, is more, you know, more stabbing. Which, don't, you know, if you have a hematoma that's healing, please, whatever you do, do not fucking stab it again. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you. If, if that is your situation, you go to the fucking ER, you have a fucking medical professional look at you. Don't, you do, you are not, don't, you know what I mean? People with the fucking, with the fucking nonsense. Why would you listen, why would you listen to a podcast and then stab yourself and drain your own fucking hematoma? I don't know. But if you feel the need to blame a podcaster for your shit behavior, you know, again... Here we are in the ideological hematoma. It's just, it's just, it's driving me nuts. Um, I, I've, I officially make no sense. A hell of a way to start an episode. But I'm just really frustrated. And I'm also, uh, kind of just like, it's not that I'm out of things to talk about. It's that I am literally so afraid to say any of the things that I need to say or that I want to say uh, that I find myself apologizing in every episode. You know, I I listen to some of my own stuff and I'm like, Who, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And like people in, and like, I think honestly what it is is that HRT has given me self-esteem for the first time in my whole fucking life. Like I like, I love my body. I don't like it. I love my body. I love being here. I love being alive. I have real shit going on for me in my life that's really exciting. And for whatever reason, my transgenderness, my transsexual journey, uh, and you know, and that's the other thing. I, had, I I'm a transsexual. That's what I fucking am. I'm somebody who was like. I'm one sex and I'm going to try to live life as a different sex. You can't change your sex, but that's what I'm I'm trying to transsex, you know what I mean? I I wish I had a penis and I wish that I was born a man. But that doesn't mean that I hate my body. I love my body. I I I've taken charge. I've taken control of my life and I've took myself to therapy and I took myself to the doctor and I, I did all this on my own accord and I and I I made this decision to make my life better and it fucking did. Guess what? It fucking worked. My life is better. I don't feel that mad about it, but I'm still mad about all sorts of other things. I'm still I'm still very mad. There's still a lot of things that I'm that I'm mad about. Um chief of which honestly is that now that I am transgender, the the narrative that's being pushed by uh, the loudest among us is that trans people are the gender that they identify as, period. Trans women are women, period. Trans men are men, period. And, you know, when I tell people that I'm transgender in real life, they get afraid. They're afraid. Maybe that's transphobia, that's literally a fear of trans person, but like, maybe they just fucking, you know, have a cell phone, and they see how people are acting about this issue. I, I, 
people are literally afraid. And I'm just going to put it out there. My my overwhelmingly negative experience with a real-life intersectional feminist who had a framed picture of Black Lives Matter on her fucking desk, who behind who you know in in white groups would talk shit about people of color uh i i just i can't believe that that person is more trusted and more respected than me simply because they're cisgender you know and i wouldn't be surprised if they aren't i honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they aren't even really truly cisgender i would not be surprised if they're non-binary but they're just deeply in the closet. Um, because that's the only sort of person I can imagine being upset about a trans person. And, you know, I identify as a non-binary transsexual. That means that I don't think that there's a huge difference between men and women, and I used to be one gender, and now I'm a different. You know what I mean? I I, I transsexed. I, tra- I transversed the binary. I, I, I crossed it. I fucking... I walked myself along it. I got my fucking ass up off the fucking couch. And I fucking changed my fucking gender. It does not happen just, like, on its own. You have to do a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that 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 men... Like, as a trans man, I have had to do so much stuff that cis guys do not have to fucking do. And and I'm and and whenever I try to talk about these things, people are like, "Oh my god, why are you complaining about your privilege of being transgender? Why are you complaining about the decision that you made? Why are you complaining about the the process that you decided to put yourself through that's a privilege that you've been granted by society?" I don't think it's a it's a privilege to be transgender. I think that it's a a problem that I had to solve myself. It was a really difficult realization to have to go through. It was very painful. I had thoughts of suicide uh, pre-transition very, very often. I was a very very suicidal person before transitioning. Now, I am not. So, I am definitely inclined to be the sort of person who is aware and sympathetic of pre-transition trans people who are drug-addicted, sex-addicted, suicidal messes. I understand those people. I, I understand that. Are all trans people like that? No, they're not all like that. But I was, I was kind of like that. So, you know, was I also super productive and super high-achieving? Yeah. I just had... A lot of negative outlets for my negative feelings because when you have really shit feelings you have to do shit things you know what I mean people are like people are like why don't you just channel your 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 negative energy into something positive like uh, painting or poetry it's like well I paint and I write poems and I and then I sorry I've just burped like crazy I paint and I write poems and then I also fucking do a bunch of bad shit because I have negative feelings that need negative outlets. But oddly enough, I don't really do that anymore. I don't do I don't do I don't really have negative feelings anymore. I I just kind of like being alive. 
And uh, everybody calls me sir. Nobody ever misgenders me. Um, people roll their eyes and talk about how fat I am and how soft I am. And they think I'm like the fattest, softest, like dopiest man that they've ever met. So I experience fat phobia still, and I experience, uh, you know, the, the incredible myriad of problems that come with that. But do I experience uh, gender dysphoria anymore now that I am passing as male and living as male? No. Honestly, the only times I experience gender dysphoria are when I'm talking to trans people about how unbelievably dysphoric everything is all the fucking time. That's the only time I experience dysphoria. And um, the only time I experience dysphoria is when I'm hanging around uh, people that don't accept me, that stare at my tits, that treat me like I'm not a man because they know that I used to be a woman. So that's basically like uh, shit friends that I don't talk to anymore. I, I had some really shitty friends that were shallow and, uh, stupid and fatphobic and honestly just really fucking stupid. They're just really fucking stupid. And it's not really personal, you know what I mean? Like, is it personal when someone is too stupid to know who you are? You know what I mean? I don't think so. I don't think that's personal. So, all this happened, and I I don't really feel like there is much of a trans community, you know what I mean? And then I go, and it's like, well, well, who are the people that hate the trans community? Well, I wonder, wonder what those people are like. Well, I found, you know, I went to the fourth wave now, which is like, you know, basically uh, a, a website for people that hate... Uh, gender transitioned youth that people that want to ban trans interventions on the youth um and you know those people really seem to hate trans people so i figured let's well, let's go see what they're saying and they straight up they have a a really long piece about how popular and how widespread and how encouraged lobotomies were as a cure-all for mental illnesses for basically just deviant and uh, non-compliant women. And it made me want to throw up. It also, it made me, it made me sad in a, in a way that not a lot of things have made me sad in a while. And, and then it was like, you know, I'm so sad that this is really, it's really, really, it's really sad to me. That there are people that think that transgender medicine and trans health uh, are equivalent to lobotomies. That's something that I really, I really, I think is disgusting. And it, it really highlighted to me how little people understand the healthcare system. And a lot of trans people, they just, they, they, they have never experienced the healthcare system prior to being transgender and my life has has not been so privileged i have not been so privileged as to only experience the healthcare system as a trans person what what an incredible privilege that would be um i have had uh 
an incredible amount of medical intervention outside of being transgender. In fact, uh, being transgender has taken me off of some of my medications and made my blood work better. Also, being transgender has, in some ways, just overall benefited my health. Um, and I think that that is largely due to the fact that testosterone is human growth hormone. When people, when athletes take steroids that they get kicked out of the Olympics for taking, do you know what drugs they're taking? They're taking they're taking testosterone cypoyanate. I apologize if I said that wrong. Um, they're taking testosterone. They're injecting the exact same medicine that I inject into myself. I am essentially doping under the, under the supervision of a doctor just enough to turn me over time into a male body. A, a body with male presenting features. That's my goal. My goal is to have a stronger brow. My, my goal is to have stronger male features. I, I want thicker skin. I want hair everywhere. I want hair in my nose. I want hair in my ears. I want hair in my butt crack. I want hair fucking everywhere. There's nowhere I don't want hair. And that's that's what testosterone does. Even in cis men. Cis men, when they take testosterone, they get horny and they get stronger. And that's what fucking, hor that's what fucking steroids are. Testosterone is a type of steroid. So, uh, you know, I had chronic health problems. And I had to weigh the fact that they don't understand the long-term effects of this. They do not. And I also didn't fully understand uh, that it was steroids until recently. I didn't fully understand that testosterone is the exact same thing until I watched a uh, documentary about the uh, Sochi Olympics with... Uh, uh, the Russian doping team and how they take set the, how they take testosterone. And, um, that's a really good movie. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what that movie is called. I should, I'll post it in the description. The movie was really fucking good. Um, but basically, you know what I mean? And now that I know that it's like, well, my kidneys hurt all the time. Well, why do my kidneys hurt? Maybe because I'm fucking doping. You know what I mean? Like it's not transphobic. To acknowledge that the same medicine that I take is the same medicine that athletes take to increase their performance. Uh, it's not transphobic at all. It's just the fucking truth. And uh, I think it is transphobic. You know what I think is really fucking transphobic? I think it's really, really transphobic to expect me to somehow magically turn into a cis man. I think that's really fucking transphobic. I think it's really, really, really outlandish to expect trans men to be men. Not because we can't, 
but because it takes time. And it is not something that just happens. You know, I, I'm on two years now, and I still feel like a fucking baby. I just feel, you know, not not necessarily uh, because I feel like, a, you know, I'm an adult with a job. I'm, 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 I'm fucking, I'm not a baby. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, are, I know I'm not a baby, but compared to cis men, my skin is still thin. My, my hair is still, like, pubescent. My beard is still, like, weirdly blonde, even though I know that it won't be. You know, like, there are so many things that are, I'm still new. I'm still a new man. I'm a, I'm a young man in the, in the term of, of manhood. In the in the in the journey that that is, I'm I'm at the beginning, and it's not transphobic to acknowledge that. It's just a fucking fact. I do think it's incredibly strange when Abigail Thorne comes out as transgender, and is immediately just like, "I am the expert on all trans issues." I. I saw the same pattern in myself and I, I reflect on it now and I think, what the fuck, man? I, I'm just now learning everything. I'm at the very fucking beginning. I just started taking sub Q. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff that I, that I, ha I haven't even had top surgery yet. There's a, there's just a lot of stuff that continues to change your perspective and continues to change your perspective on yourself and your body that takes time to achieve and takes time to accomplish and you know initially I was like I'm gonna make an episode about my horrible transphobic fatphobic experience getting top surgery uh, but really you know I've been so depressed from that issue that I've had to just kind of I've had to just kind of compartmentalize it it was a very it was a very negative experience that I have uh, but I ended up finding a better surgeon who's more experienced, that has better results, who's going to work with my insurance, then I'm not going to have to spend as much money. It's I, My life is better now. You know what I mean? Sometimes bad things happen because a really good thing is about to happen. My mom used to say this to me all the time. When God shuts a door, he opens a window. And I know that a lot of people hear that. It's a common phrase. But it's fucking true. I don't I don't even think you need to believe in God to be able to believe in buildings that have doors and windows. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to you don't have to be a spiritual person to be able to learn something from that statement. If you're in a building and the door is shut, you can walk through the window. Um when you have an incredibly negative experience with one surgeon and you decide to cancel your surgery with them, you can walk up to a different surgeon's office and have a different consultation and make a different appointment and have a better experience. It's, it's called hanging in there. You have to just hang in there. You have to just get through to the next part. You have to break through to the next piece. And, you know, when I first started this podcast, I said 
that trans people were born in the wrong body. And now I, that's the only thing that I said in my fucking podcast that I regret. That's the only fucking thing. I was not born in the wrong body. I was born in this body. I love this body. It has the traits that I recognize in both my parents. I'm 50-50 both of them. It's really fucking cool. I, you know, I don't really like all of their characteristics, but there are other characteristics about them that I adore. And I just try to focus on those. And that would be my suggestion to anybody. And, you know, I have not had the easiest time. I have not had the best childhood. I have not had, I have not had an easy go of things. Um, it's not been, it's not been an easy time. But how do you get through hard times? You find that silver lining. It's not patronizing advice. It's survival advice. The silver lining is, is how you survive. So, you know, no one is, no one is minimizing your pain. No one is belittling your experience. That might be happening to you. That might, that might be a real thing, but you, you control your experience. You control your, your perspective and you can take control of your perspective and see the silver lining. Even when you are at your very lowest point, there is always a silver lining. And I'm saying it might be the faintest, most glimmer, just like a blip in a, in a sea of darkness. It might just be a, a little flash. But you have to f- just focus on that half second of a flash. You have to. That's the only way to survive. And that's the only way that I've survived. And I, I've had to come through a lot of growth. I've had to come through a lot of pain to realize that I was not born in the right body. I was born in the correct body. I was meant to be a transsexual. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something wrong with saying, I'm a man. There's no difference between me and a cis man. That is a standard that is just incredulous. And, uh, you know, a lot of trans people agree with me. I think, I think, I think we're the majority. But the loudest people are referencing studies about how estrogen completely obliterates the effect of being in testosterone for for 20 or 30 years within a year or two. That's just not true. I've been on testosterone for two years. Uh, I I have not completely morphed into a cis man's body. That's just not how it works. Um, I didn't grow a full penis and I I still have I still have totally hairless soft like you know, baby skin patches on my skin. I still have, I still have things that haven't thickened up yet. Um, I have a hard time believing that estrogen works somehow magically a hundred times faster than testosterone, especially when everybody is telling me all the time that 
uh, trans men have it made and that all you do is just take testosterone and turn into a man and you're done. It's unbelievable. Also, the ignorance about top surgery. People are very ignorant about tits. It's unbelievable how ignorant people are about tits. Tits are made of breast tissue. It is a fatty tissue, but it is not fat. It is, it is fat, but it is not treated the same way as a fat, as a subcutaneous fat cell in your body. Breast tissue is not subcutaneous fat tissue. I cannot subcutaneously inject my testosterone into my tits as an alternative. That would be dangerous. There are a myriad of blood vessels and nerves in your breasts. You, sh you cannot and should not do subcutaneous injections into your breasts. You do them into your subcutaneous tissue. It's a separate, different type of fat with different hormones and different properties. And when you take estrogen, you know, if taking estrogen is part of your transition, you, you develop breast tissue. It's a fatty tissue that's around your breasts. It's not fat. It's breast tissue. And no matter how much you exercise, that tissue does not just melt off. There might be subcutaneous tissue that builds up around your breasts if you have a lot of excess body fat. If you have a very high BMI and you have uh, very large breasts, losing weight might make you lose the fat around your breast tissue that isn't breast tissue. But the breast tissue will always be there because it's not just something that you burn like fat. And people really, truly do not understand this. And I see, I've seen a couple detransitioner videos now where the, the now, they now identify as men, people who took estrogen to be women and now have detransitioned. And now they have to have top surgery or now they have to have a breast reduction or have to have, uh, uh, gynecomastia surgery uh, because they have breast tissue and it doesn't matter how much they diet or exercise their breast tissue stays the same if you don't believe me and you for whatever reason just like refuse to acknowledge this just go to Ty Turner's page Ty Turner is like one of the most obsessive bodybuilder trans guys that doesn't actually bodybuild you know he's very he talks about it all the time um, there are plenty of actual bodybuilder trans guys, you know what I mean? But Ty Turner doesn't actually really, he, he doesn't either seem to be able to, or he doesn't take steroids in addition to his regular testosterone. He just only works out or something, but he has very little body fat and he's a very thin guy and he has tits and he has not had top surgery and his tits, his breast tissue is there. And if you ever want to see what it looks like to just have nothing but breast tissue on your pecs, then you should go look at Ty Turner's page because Ty Turner uh, literally is a fantastic living diagram of what breast tissue looks like. And you can't just exercise breast tissue away. And it's incredibly fat phobic to insinuate that you can. Again, you can exercise 
the subcutaneous tissue around the breast tissue. That is that is subcutaneous tissue. It is not breast tissue. So it just it drives me fucking nuts the the amount of reductive ignorance that I see, and um, they just people only want to listen to the narrative that fits with what they already know. They they only want the echo. That's all they're interested in. So I I don't give a shit about your fucking problems. I. I care about your actual problems, but I don't care about your problem with hearing the truth. That's what I mean. I don't I don't give a shit about that. I don't think that that you know what I mean? Like when when you're sitting in class and uh, the teacher is working through a math problem with you, you don't get to just like raise your hand and be like, I don't fucking believe that two really represents two. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, I two doesn't represent two. It's like, no, like you have to respect that there are some things that are just numbers and unfortunately medicine operates off of numbers and if you don't already know that then you haven't really been going to the doctor and you haven't really been paying attention because when you go to an endocrinologist they they get your blood work your blood work is a series of test results the test results can be unreliable that is a fact test results are not just law you can get incorrect test results. Your test results can be flawed within a, a huge degree. And you can misinterpret them very easily. This, these are all facts. But at the end of the day, they are numbers that people interpret. It's just numbers. And the prescriptions that you're getting, they're not like magic dick pills. It's a testosterone oil that you inject into yourself. There are no pills. There's gel options. Uh, you can do either intramuscular or subcutaneous testosterone injections, but there are only a few ways that testosterone enters the bloodstream in a productive way. So gel and oil injections are the most reliable ways to do that for now. Um, maybe they'll change that. Maybe things will be different in the future. I, you know, I've there are such things as uh as like medicine pumps i wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of like pump that you could get in the future for your testosterone instead of doing injections um and i also wouldn't be surprised if people hate the pumps because the pumps are probably going to come with a fuck ton of side effects of or a bunch of weird consequences because guess what it's a fucking it's a fucking pump it's somebody's science project that they turned into a medicine that's what fucking medicine is and if 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 that if you're bothered by that then just don't do it just don't just say no just don't do that just don't do that just don't do that therapy um you know, I've had, again, I've had lots of health problems. So, like, you know, I don't get to be like, I hate my thyroid medicine. I'm not going to take it. You know what I mean? That's just not, like, a choice for me. I have to be realistic and work around what options are available in order to meet my basic hormonal needs. Um, I also have a lot of other medications that have lots of serious side effects and I don't have any say in that. You know what I mean? Um, 
Like, Diamox is a fucking awful medication that has a fuck ton of side effects. I don't have any control over whether or not I want to take Diamox because the alternative is going blind. So, I, you know, people are just stupid. They, they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to, they, they just want to buy their healthcare off Amazon and have no side effects for a five-star rating or for the cheapest possible rate. And I, I honestly, I think that America is so unbelievably fucked that that it's a bit hopeless to talk to some trans people about it not because they're trans but because they're americans and they're they just they just think that healthcare is something you can buy on fucking amazon so it's really it's really hard it's really hard for me to uh to talk shop when people don't want to hear the truth people aren't interested in the truth they're interested in uh, whatever fluffy, positive sort of bullshit nonsense that that uh, they want to hear. They want to hear the narrative that gets repeated over and over and over again. So um, if you hate that, then welcome to Mad About It. That's where that's what we do here. We fucking we we piss on stuff. And also, uh, if you have any questions or any concerns feel free to reach out to me i i respond to my fucking email i don't know what else to tell you it comes in handy um my absolute favorite thing to do is to uh talk to young gay people about whether or not they are gay because guess what you don't need to have it figured out i'll just i'll, I'll just go ahead and give you the advice i gave everybody you don't need to have this figured out you can just live your life and experience more than one thing and you don't need to have it figured out. So again, if that sounds good to you, welcome to Mad About It. Um, I don't have things figured out, but I will say that I do have a bunch of episodes planned and they are not going to be as shitty as this one. Uh, the episodes that I have planned are uh, basically like the the best music series that I've ever made. I, I know I say that about all of them, but this is a really fucking good playlist. Mavi Phoenix is like my current obsession. And, um, uh, I have another Crash Pad series episode coming up. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, is there anything more enjoyable than reviewing the Crash Pad series? I don't think so. The Crash Pad series, if you are not familiar, is uh, something that Mad About It loves collaborating with whenever possible. And the Crash Pad series is a queer feminist porn site that features all people of all shapes and sizes, of all colors, of all genders, of all varieties. I am obsessed with the Crash Pad series. I don't really like other porns. Basically, the only good porn that there is. So. If you like good quality porn, check out my next episode. I might make it after the music series, though, because the music series is, like, really, really, really overdue. I've literally been working on it for, like, for, like, six months. I don't know why I haven't published it. There's not really any good excuse. I saw some interview with somebody that, that said they have Asperger's and they said that they're incredibly uncomfortable with doing anything that's not perfect. 
I may or may not be that same sort of way. I don't know if that means I have Asperger's, but I do know that I am completely inflexible about some things, and I also have a really hard time um, publishing something that I think is uh, less than perfect, which if you've ever listened to the podcast, you might think is truly hilarious because they've literally, none of them have been perfect. <laughs> Not a single one. Okay, so ta-ta for now. Uh, two more episodes coming up. Also, you can't cancel me because I have plans. You know what I mean? Like, you can't cancel somebody that has plans. Like, they they just do their shit anyway. All right, ta-ta. One more.